Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Here they come to the stripe. Richard Petty's STP Oldsmobile. Waltrip dives to the inside. Petty almost put him off in the grass, and Richard Petty will win. Yeah, I mean, he's the best racer ever was. Most wins. It's Richard Petty by a foot. Petty wins his 200th career NASCAR victory. Well, without Richard Petty, where would the sport be? He's a king. Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall. He's coming down toward the finish line. Will he make it? Motor Racing Network presents Richard Petty, Road to Royalty. The winner of the World. World 600, Richard Petty. He's always got something funny to say, always got a story. Ladies and gentlemen, this crowd is going wild at Daytona as Petty takes the checkered flag and wins. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome to part one of a series we call Richard Petty Road to Royalty. As we celebrate his 80th birthday, we'll cover in a 10-part series all aspects of the King and his contributions to the sport of NASCAR. This week, we start from the beginning. We'll call it the early days. To tell Richard Petty's story, you really have to start with his father, Lee Petty. Lee started the Petty legacy in the early 50s and won three Cup Series championships in 54, 58, and 59. The NASCAR Hall of Famer was one of the biggest and best in his own right, but... The reasons for racing were vastly different between Richard and his father. Richard's cousin and crew chief Dale Lindman explained those differences. Lee started racing when he was 35 year old, and uh, and of course they didn't let Richard run till he was 21. Richard loved to drive. I think Lee done it strictly for a living. How much he enjoyed it, I can't say, but. You know, he had to be uh, 45 year old when he won Daytona in 1959, and that. That's that's pretty old for a driver now, you know. But uh, what a racer Lee was, and he 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 made his living racing. You know what I mean? I I think Richard would have raced his whole life for nothing if he could eat a hot dog once in a while. And I think uh, I think Lee was he was in it to make a living for his family. In racing, durability is just as important as speed. And there's an old saying: to finish first, you first must finish. Lee Petty knew that. And he instilled it in his sons and Richard and Maurice. In our case, uh, it wasn't so much until 64 that you thought about speed because our, it, like the, uh, we run, run up against the Hudson Hornets and the Oldsmobiles and things like that. It had a hot lot more horsepower. But uh, our infancy was one that Lee sort of taught he taught Richard and myself. He said, don't leave this shop until that car is ready to come off that trailer. Ready to race. He says, races are not won on a racetrack. They're won at a shop before you get there. Because if you got it ready when you get there and you could unload and they throw the green flag, you're going to beat 99.9% of them. Uh, he was a fanatic on, on, on checking everything and double checking it. Now, it's a lot of times when we used to, back in the 50s, we'd go what they call a northern tour and uh, you you like run two, three races a week, but he, there, he, we'd get an old hotel or something, and 
out there. He would have to be out there in the yard working on it, you know. So uh, he stayed dead after his cars. He kept good equipment, the best he could with the money he had. In 1958, Richard Petty strapped on a helmet for the very first time and started his legendary career. Uh, I was real fortunate to be able to, to do what I'd done in the time I'd done it because my dad was running cars. There was no sponsors at that particular time. Uh, so he was doing it out of, you know, out of his back pocket. Uh, mother kept the books and gave him so much money a week, I think, to run the race car on. And uh, so me and Dale and, and another boy went, went to Columbia uh, for the first race that we run. And uh, I had never been on a racetrack with a seatbelt and a helmet of any kind. It wasn't anything as far as motorcycles or go-karts or, uh, you know, any, any kind of cars that we run because we was busy working on race cars. So I started, I was a raw, raw, raw rookie at 21 years old. And so we went down, we run the race, and uh, wound up didn't crash. Uh, the next three or four races, I think I crashed in, but I thought I was a race car driver. Uh, and, you know, it just it just went from there. We was just so fortunate to be be able to start with the big boys, more or less. We, we didn't start and work our way up. We started at the top and, and was was able to run the, the cars that did. He'd run one week. We'd take the top off of it the next week, and I'd run it as a convertible. In the late 50s, being a rookie was not that big of a deal because most of the drivers were rookies. Well, you know, back in the day, they they didn't know the difference. They, I mean, you know, every, everybody was a rookie. It was it was pretty wide open because you got to figure NASCAR wasn't about 10 years old when I came along. So there was no set patterns of what you do and how you do it. Uh, the press wasn't there to... to uh, to be able to follow you through and stuff, so everybody just done their thing, and uh, it was it. I came along at a perfect time for me because it was easy for me to get in. It'd be it'd be a lot, lot harder to break in today than it was. Then. Even though his brother Maurice Petty was the engine builder, Richard was heavily involved with building the race cars as well. I never looked at it as a profession. The the work that we done at the shop, uh, getting the cars to and from the racetrack. You know, I used to work in the in the in the shop build engines for a little while and I didn't do too good a job so my brother took that over and and you know he was really 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 good at that and uh, you know me and Dale to work on the car and they'd want something I'd want something changed on the car and they'd have me to do it because they said you you know you're the one that's got to got to drive the car so how do you want it and uh, so uh, you know when we built cars in the winter or worked on them in the summertime I'd ride up under the car and then then Long in the, the 60s, 70s, uh, you know, we got hung up with STP, and the first thing you know, they started, you want to do an appearance here, you got to go do something for STP. And, and over a period of time, they worked me right out of the race car, you know, but I still drove the thing, and we still run races. But uh, that was that was the, the, the fun part, being able to work on the car and then go out and uh, prove that something you done on the car worked. On February 28, 1960, in his 35th start, Richard Petty won his very first race at a half-mile track then known as Southern States Fairgrounds in Charlotte. Petty took home $800 that day. This Sunday, Richard Petty turns 80 years old, and the celebration will be happening in Daytona this weekend. 
Join us next Tuesday for part two of Richard Petty, Road to Royalty, as we cover the King's history on the high banks of Daytona International Speedway. Until then, for the Motor Racing Network, I'm Mike Bagley. Have a great week. Richard Petty, Road to Royalty, is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the description and accounts contained in this broadcast must be with the express written consent of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh-huh. Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's holdings, LLC.